A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs learn more at uh1.com hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast insane in the membrane insane in the membrane greetings one and all it's that time again to climb into your ears with your favorite podcast um you hope you're good hope you're well um what's been happening What's been happening? I'll tell you in a minute. I'll have a think. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what's been happening in a moment after I've done this. Now, what we want you to do before we get into the rest of it, we would like you to become a patron. Now, what that means is you bung us a couple of quid a month. It's only a couple of quid. It's not that much. And from that, we will give you fifty over this over fifty archived interviews from, from the from the past. Now they're archived just for our Patreons. Um, you get early access to our filmed interviews, including the episode that you're about to listen to. That's what we're doing now with video in them. So yeah, you can actually see us, actually see what we're getting up to. Um, and so if you go to patreon.com forward slash membrane podcast or click the link tree link in the podcast description, uh, all in it's all in my social media as well, in all the bios. So if you go to Instagram, I am Rich Wilson, click on the link tree. That will then take you to everything that we do. It takes you to my website. It takes you to producer Paul's business. It's all up there. Click on the link tree. Um, and you become a patron. And that just helps us keep this going. That's all. That's all we want. A couple of quid just to keep this this thing just to keep this thing on the road. If you did that for us, that would be wonderful. We've got, some, we've got other uh, wonderful things coming up in the future as well. But for the minute... You get over 50 archive interviews. You get early access to our filmed interviews, including this episode. And 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 you get to be part of a wonderful team. Come on, do it. Become a patron. So go to patreon.com forward slash membrane podcast or click the link tree in this podcast description or my socials. Thank you. Ah, that's the admin done. So what's been happening? What's been happening? I've been running around like an idiot. As usual, doing the gigs. I did a lovely gig last night in uh, Slough, uh, Maidenhead Way, and it was lovely in uh, Norden Farm Art Centre. Really lovely. Good, good fun. Good getting getting ready for Edinburgh. Getting prepared for that. So that's nice. Uh, what's happening? Your gigs are going well. Boris Johnson has resigned. <laughs> there you go. Boris Johnson's resigned. I mean, bloody hell. It's, I don't know. Let's not get political. Let's not get political. Doesn't matter. Do you know what? Doesn't matter. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's happened. That's happening. That's a separate thing. Let's just stick to the script, shall we? Let's stick to this, eh? Insane in the membrane. Well, I mean, I love doing this podcast. I do. It, 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 every single episode, I learn something new from the guest that's on. Um, and this week, I spoke to my mate, Javier Hakim. Now, uh, he's a New Zealand comic, and it was great to talk to him about his heritage, actually. I didn't really know that a lot, that lot about him. Didn't know, he didn't know where he was from and where he was at. Uh, we had a really good chat, and it got quite emotional, actually, in this one. Because we, we were talking about how... Uh, since becoming parents, you know, you, you it just kind of knocks the lid off your emotions, and anything kind of sets you off. And uh, have a listen to this one because it's sort of halfway through. Um, Javier kind of was overcome. We were talking about something, and it just it just got the better of him. And it was a really beautiful moment. And I'm like, I'd rather be that. We talk about that. I'd rather be like that than closed off and shut down. A good cry, man, really sorts you out. And you'll hear what we talk about in this interview. So uh, listen, let's stop mucking around. All right, let's get on with it in a minute. Javier is going to be going to uh, the Edinburgh Festival, and that's what we're doing as well. By the way, a lot of these, this now for the uh, for the run up towards Edinburgh, it's going to be a lot of it's going to be mostly acts that are, that are taking shows up to the festival. So that's what we're doing the run up to the festival. Um, it's going to be a lot of acts that are taking shows there. So Javier's got a show. He's got a couple actually. He's got one which is Card Ninja. That's at Gilded Balloon TV. It's in the Wine Bar. It's a great venue. Uh, so it's six, 16.15, That's four fifteen, and that's every day. Um, and that'll be from the 4th, I believe, the 4th of August until the end. And, and then he's got uh, he's got another show with the brilliant Gary Tro, 
about the Marvel films, and it's called uh, it's called Marvelous. Funnily enough, there you go. It's called Marvelous. How good is that? Uh, Gary Tro, brilliant lad. And so if you like your Marvel films, that'll be a good show for you. Um, anyway, listen, I've waffled on enough. I've waffled on enough. You need to listen to this interview. So coming up in a minute is Javier Hakim. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A podcast from producer Paul Dakota.uk. Insane in the membrane. Hi, oh, mate. You alright? I'm good. How you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Look at this studio. Look at that. Proper. Flash. Yeah, we ain't fucking around, mate. Hey, you, mate. You look like that scene in Armageddon where they're, you know, they're in the. <laughs> they're prof- oh, yeah. Proper professional unit. Yeah, oh, the little know. sound pyramids behind you, the foam and everything. Yeah, it's all going on, mate. I'm in this little cupboard. That uh, it's great because they've got they've got scaffolders outside, so they're being scaffolders today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, singing, yeah. singing. Yeah. They sing. I mean, they they seem happy with their work, but I mean, you got to be. Otherwise, yeah. you're covering it up, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you've got. If you're doing, I mean, I'd, scaffolding looks like such a fucking hard job, mate. You know I mean? I'd, yeah, you wouldn't get me up there, mate. No, no. I'm terrified of heights. And I'd be scared of because I know someone used to do it, and there's a thing. It's, I think they were called traps, where they wouldn't put the boards. They hadn't put the boards in properly, <laughs> so they'd end up like you, they, it wasn't supported. So you'd step on it and just disappear. <laughs> like ice <laughs> like, road truckers. Like some PS One game where you step on the wrong. Yeah, tile. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like snakes and li- yeah, snakes and literal ladders just disappear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, they call them traps. Is not a good thing. Is no, it? exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't oh, step mate. on the happy board. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the happy board. <laughs> Neil, happy board got him. <laughs> How are you, mate? You all right? Yeah, good. 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 Yeah. Um, there's, no big inter- there's no big introduction. Great. We just, uh, we just get on with it. We just Go for it, it, mate. Yeah, this is your it. podcast. I had to listen yeah. to um, uh, Tom's. Tom oh, Hottons. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was great. Really interesting, interesting to hear about it? the uh, boarding school syndrome and everything and like that. Right. That's that it. Chuck. We always think that. That was the thing I got from that episode was that you think that because they're they they're in maybe a more privileged position money wise, mm. you know it's still it's still there's still shit to deal with you know like being sent away at such a young age. Yeah, um, you know. Yeah, I mean I think um, 
my wife and I had a bit of a revelation uh, a few years ago, and we kind of like we just realized, uh, you know what? Problems don't discriminate. No, they don't. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit with you <laughs> where you came from. Where you, someone you're going to get some shit to deal with in your life. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think the the pandemic was a real leveler in in the respect that it didn't matter where you were on the ladder, we were all fucked at the same time. The interesting thing about the pandemic is now the thing is everyone went through it. Everyone yeah. in the world. It's, I think it's one of the only things where everyone in the world, you could ask, what did you do during your lockdown? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah, whether you were in yeah. Ethiopia, in France, in London, in Sydney, everyone, you know, everyone went through it. Yeah, man. I hadn't thought about that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ask some Antarctic scientist, what did you do during the lockdown? <laughs> Same as I always do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Make sure I don't defrost any monsters. I've seen the films. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you know what I love your I, I love I know I say this every time I see you your your card tricks man your skills Jesus I've just it, 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 you're bending the laws of physics mate mate I'm bending the laws of boredom is what I'm doing <laughs> yeah do you know what it was it was um, I, I, you know I've been throwing the cards for a long time and I do mainly as training for the show and it got to a point where it was just kind of monotonous. And then during the very start of lockdown, I saw The Noise Next Door produce a little video of them doing trick shots around the house, like throwing a toilet roll so it lands perfectly in the holder and stuff like that. And I was like, I might do some of this for uh, for cards. And, you know, yeah, suddenly yeah. got a lot of time on my hands. So I started really pushing myself with what I always thought I knew was theoretically possible. And they just started pushing a little bit more, pushing a little bit more, pushing a little bit more. And, um, yeah, it became a real pastime slash hobby slash saviour for me of yeah, something to yeah. do, a project, you know? <laughs> You're so good at it. I love that. There was one, what did I see the other day? I'm not very good at it, mate. I'm just fucking persistent. That's the so, oh, yeah, I've got, I suppose, yeah, but what I like is that you do put the videos up where you see the, you're building up to it, like, I mean, and even that is only like a couple of minutes, even that, but I imagine it just takes hours. Just Mate, it's funny. Some tricks you'll I'll do within like 10 shots mm. and be like, how the hell did that happen? And I think the one that took me the longest was about four hours. Wow. Yeah, and just I just kept thinking like, you know, by the end my my your hands are aching because when you're doing card throwing, you're actually using little you know, you're using your fingers or your thumb there and they're actually little muscles. Yeah, and they're not supposed right. to be used over and over and over again. That's you know <laughs> if you want a, a fast track to RSI, pick up card throwing. <laughs> because, you know, you just wear out these muscles so quickly. So by the end your hands are aching and like you're just like, Oh, I can't do it anymore, I'm not gonna get it and then just just something clicks and bam, yeah. you get it. Mate, it's so impressive. I know it's a, it was one I saw the other day. Of, there was someone else that did it, and they had it looked like an abacus, and he mm -hmm. was trying to get the cards to hang in among in between the things. And oh, like I, two ping pong balls, was it? Yeah, it was like a row of them, and yep. he was trying to get. And in the end, and he did it, and it was like four in a row. That's the tricky. That that's our magic of Matt. This is a guy from the USA. I've talked to yeah. him. It's funny. It's it's a really kind of small community of cards. I can imagine. There's not many of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd say we're not so much a dying breed as a breed that should be dead. Right? <laughs> but but um, I've talked to him, and the thing with the trick shot is getting one is one thing, but getting two in a row is exponentially mm. harder than getting one. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like it's like imagine like a bowler uh, hitting the wicket six times in a row. Yeah. You know, yeah, getting yeah, yeah. once is great. You know, great bowl, amazing. Imagine getting two in a row. Imagine getting three in a row, and it gets harder and harder and harder. So the fact that he got four in a row is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, it just, there's a few videos that I like. There's a few, there's a couple of lads that, again, they're trying to get a baseball bat to stand on its end. There's, <laughs> they're trying to get all the ping pong ball. There's, there's, I, I, I watch those videos for hours. Yeah. I don't, I don't do it myself, but I love watching it when there's a guy sitting on the stairs and he's pinging the, the, the ping pong balls. Oh, they go on the pots and pans and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really popular out there, isn't it? Isn't Loads of people that, doing that. And they're making the money yeah. off it, mate. They're making oh, money. Oh, mate. Yeah. I know. But then we go, and then I'll go, all right, I'll do that then. I'll make some money. I make nothing. I make nothing. <laughs> I did have one guy in the States approach me from my videos uh, saying uh, he, he's he got a card game for students to get them drunk. It's called Drink or Dare, dare or Drink or Do or Drink. Right. It's basically... It's a you pick up a card and it's got a dare written on it, like you know, patch yeah. the person to your left or you know, send your mum this text or something. And right. either you do the dare or you drink the number of drinks it says on the card. So he said, I've got this game and I've seen your card tricks and I was wondering if you'd do some videos for me using my game, yeah, using my cards. And I said, first off, I said, mate, I'm doing these videos in my kitchen 
if you want any sort of production value, that's going to cost a lot. I have to hire a studio. So first things first, are you happy with the sort of production value I've got? And he was like, yeah. And so then I sent him 10 different ideas with his cards. And I said, pick pick four or five and I'll do them for you. And we did them. And he, um, he asked, uh, what was I trying to say? Um, I was worried because I was like, this is just a guy off the internet. So I said, mm. I quoted him high. Yeah. And he said, okay. And I was like, shit. And I said, <laughs> okay, give me half the money first. And he put it straight away. And I was like, shit, now I've got to do it. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. And I ended up sending the videos and uh, he didn't end up using any of them, but I got paid. Mate. So I was like, okay. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Fair give, enough. Me your, give me your free money. <laughs> yeah. I think I think he was like, can we make this look like it's, you know, can we get a bit of background? I was like, mate, it's my cupboards. I told you that. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, was, that you was saw what it one. was. <laughs> you saw exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't a sneaky Spielberg. Like, yeah, exactly. I was just doing right. this until... <laughs> What's a little green screen, mate? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I've made it. laughs> I could have been anywhere. <laughs> I decided to make it look like a kitchen. That's right. <laughs> They're not even cards. They're chopsticks, mate. <laughs> but um, so, but you're, you're a parent now. Is that right? I'm a parent. I've got a four-year-old, uh, soon-to-be five-year-old yeah. daughter, and it's oh, it's life-changing. It's like, yeah. you're a parent. You know what it's like. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Changes. Well, you, you just, your life is all about the, the, the child. It so is, and no one, everyone tells you, you know, you're going to lose sleep, you're going to, you know, it's going to be chaos, you're going to be doing this over and over again. No one tells you, uh, I don't know if it's just me, but how it must have unlocked some emotional keystone in me, because ever since I've had a kid, I just get so emotional about the smallest things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. I remember I saw a bank ad where, like... <laughs> <laughs> they had a granddad and the grandkids give him something and I was just in tears. I was like, it's just connecting with his dead wife and it just every little mate, thing just makes yeah. me makes me tear up, mate. Dude, I blubber everything. I watched um oh, what's it called? Is it Christmas? It was called The Holiday, that's it. Which oh, is yeah. not a great film, but I was crying my eyes out. <laughs> Cameron Diaz yeah. learns how to cry through the love of Jude Law <laughs> while simultaneously Kate Winslet is finding new appreciation from Jack Black. Oh, oh yeah, I've, I've, I've heard of it. <laughs> it's my, my it's my wife's favourite Christmas movie, so I've seen it about fifty times. Dude. You know, it's, uh, it's just on in the background and uh, she loves man. it. I've yeah. never seen it before. I'd always, I always put it off because I didn't. It, the advert just looked so schmaltzy, yeah. And the Hollywood, and I was like, I'm not watching that. And then it was put on. Honestly, by the end of it, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. And, and the oh. old guy in the oh man. The, uh, a couple of days ago, I don't know if you can. There's a, a picture up, uh, a piece of paper up on my whiteboard there. Uh, my daughter started drawing a, a box on a piece of paper, and she was like, Daddy, I'm drawing a stage. And then she said, Daddy, I'm drawing you on the stage. Wow. And then she said, I'm giving you a microphone. I was like, how do you know I use a microphone? You've ne I've <laughs> never seen a picture. I've never talked about it. But anyway, yeah. she said, here's a microphone. And she drew some chairs. And she said, I'm going to draw some people in the audience. What? And she drew some people. And one of them was frowning. But that's okay. Um, <laughs> She's nailed it. <laughs> yeah, she nailed it, mate. This is, this is my Edinburgh. There's always and someone then, frowning. <laughs> yeah. And then she folded it up and gave it. And she said, you can take this and go show your friends at work if you want. And I was just wow. like, woo, <laughs> <laughs> darling, this is the most beautiful thing. It just yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruined me, mate. Ruined me. Mate, I cry. I cry all the time. Watch it. I, I can't watch Up because that kills me. Oh. The beginning of Up kills me. Can't watch it. Stop. Can't watch it. <laughs> I'm, I'm tearing up just remembering it. Mate. Oh man, just a little. I've said this a few times on here. Just a bit when they we're at the beginning when they're getting older and then they they go to walk up the hill and she can't. You have to go back down and help her. Oh my heart oh. just. Oh. Kills oh. me, man. Oof. Yeah. So no. Yeah. It's it's great having your daughter <laughs> and just and all the emotions that come with it. Yeah. 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 Man, it's nice and it's but it's, isn't it nice to know that you have that in you that you weren't you're not just a cold-hearted piece of shit. Yeah. Right. I'm like, <laughs> the re the real un unresolved trauma was in us all along. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know what what it comes from because um. Well, clearly it's always been there, but just like mm. having a daughter, being a parent, being vulnerable. And I think it's something maybe as well about having a girl. It's right. just, you know, I think, I think it might be a little bit different to having a boy. I don't know. I've only had a girl. Mm. But um, there's just, it's just very sweet and pure and uh, just, I, I love her to bits. Yeah, you know? of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, yeah. It's, it's funny being, you know, I know now it, it's different, but when I was, 
when I was growing up, and it was always, you know, you you were told to respect women and protect women. I mean, I know that you know it's different. Obviously, women can stand on their own two feet and sort mm. themselves out, but there is still that need to protect. Do you know what I mean? It's a weird yeah. thing. Yeah. And if they, you know, women listen to this. It's like, I'm not. I don't mean you can't. Of course, yeah. deal with things yourself. I just the way I've been brought up is just that there's a need to kind of. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like in all the films, it's all right, it's all right it's to take back, I'll take, yeah, stand back, I'll take care of this. You know, it's yeah. that, it's yeah. just in you. I don't know why. It's in you. But, yeah. you know, counter to that, I'm also teaching her, like, you know, we we use words like strong and like, uh, mm. you know, you're brave, you know, it's, and we try to not not dwell on like, oh, look how pretty this is or look how, you know, like, I want right, yeah. strong. So, you know, anytime she picks herself up, I'm like, yeah, brave girl, strong girl, aren't you? You know? Yeah, you're, you're a tough yeah. girl, aren't you? Yeah. Really, really get that. Uh. Yeah. Play rugby. Yeah. <laughs> punch that dude. No, don't punch yeah, that dude. Yeah. <laughs> but you grew up in, you're from New Zealand. I'm from New Zealand. So I've got a bit of a complicated background. Uh, yeah. Those, uh, just, just getting to know me. My parents are from, uh, from Nicaragua. My mum is, Chinese, but was born and raised in Nicaragua. And then uh, when I was four years old, we moved uh, to New Zealand. Actually, oh. a little bit more complicated. My parents got out of a civil war uh, in the 70s, and I was born in Costa Rica. We lived in Florida for a couple of years after that, after living in Costa Rica. So when I got to New Zealand, I actually had an American accent for uh, the first couple of years. Wow, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's quite a heritage. It's, yeah, in, in my passport under nationality, it just says plenty. <laughs> Misc. Yeah. Just, just take your pick, <laughs> just, mate. Just whatever one you want. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we moved to Christchurch, New Zealand, in the mid '80s, and I remember starting school, and I was the only non-white kid at school. How did for, that feel? Uh, it felt. We I didn't notice until one one kid, and you know, it wasn't. Looking back, it was like, oh god, how could that happen? But um, it was just a kid being curious. He was just like, why is your skin brown? Mm. You know, this is the mid-80s Christchurch, New Zealand, and he was just being curious. Uh, and I was like, I didn't really know how to answer that. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, and I went right, home and yeah. told my dad, and I think my dad immediately got on the defensive. And I said, Dad, a kid at school asked me why I'm brown. And he said, you go back tomorrow and ask him why he's pink. <laughs> and he was, just, he was just innocently just saying. It was just innocent. Because he's never met someone like you before, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. So that was my first induction of school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then slowly I started realizing like, oh, I've come from a different uh, country. And then, and then, you know, like after about a month, you know, we got a, a Chinese student and then more people started coming in, you know, mm. but I was always like, ah, I paved the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trailblazer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was here first. I was lone wolfing this shit. <laughs> How do you feel about everything that happened to Christchurch? That must have been Mate, Christchurch just went through some horrible, horrible times. Like, so Annie mm. and I, we moved over in 2010, yeah. and 2011 they had this horrible earthquake, and yeah, it was awful. Mm. And I remember I was about to go to bed, and I saw first some posts on Facebook start coming through about some of my friends back in Christchurch going about what had happened, and I slowly clicked on the news, and I could see what was happening, and uh, we realized it was something really major, and I woke up Annie, we just spent the, the rest of the night... Um, looking at the news and trying to contact family and everything. Mm. Luckily, my family got in touch very quickly and let us know they're okay. Annie couldn't get in touch with her, her mum for a long time. So that oh, was quite, um, quite a lot of, uh, you know, worrying and stuff. Yeah. It's interesting. We first called, uh, I think, her sister. And her sister was uh, very upset, very distraught. And, you know, she was dealing with her own stuff. She had three kids, uh, two mm. kids in the house. Anyway, later on, months later, we talked about, we were talking about it. And her sister doesn't even remember that phone call. No way. Yeah, does not remember that phone call. <laughs> oh my god! It yeah. was that just she was just just you know, dealing with you know, what had gone on. Yeah, just sorry, mate. I had a lot to deal with. Can't yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mate, it must have been. It must be hard when you're that far away from everybody, and you you see that go on, and there's literally there's nothing you can. There's do. There's nothing you can do. You can, and the only thing. Um, you know, we'd be sitting there going, oh, God, what can we do? And our parents were like, we're just so happy you're not here because it's mm. one less person or one less family we have to yeah, worry about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, but I did right. get a feeling that when I went back to Christchurch after that to go to a festival, there was a feeling of like, you're from Christchurch, but you weren't part of the earthquake. Like, you know, we, uh, we went through it, you didn't, you know? Oh, uh, right. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Which, of oh, course, well. I'm not going to begrudge them. They absolutely did go through it, and I didn't. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Not... It, 
Because I've never really experienced that before until I was in Wellington. And I remember I remember being woken up in the morning and all the all the cupboard doors kind of like swung open in the in the hotel room and I was, mm. and I and I because I was asleep I kind of I was like oh what was that it must have been a truck going by or something like that and it wasn't until I went out and spoke to Ziggy who's at um yeah yeah San Fran promoter yeah when I saw Ziggy and he went oh yeah mate it was fucked it was out in the <laughs> and he showed me it was out in the bay and he said it, it that's where it was on the Richter scale and he go holy shit Whereas I just thought it was a truck going by, I'm like, whoa, that was weird. And all the cupboards yeah. opening, he's like, yeah, that was pretty It fucked. is a really eerie thing for when an earthquake yeah. happens because it takes a few seconds for you to realize what's happening because things yeah. just start with low rumble. Then you start, and it takes you about you know, a good four seconds to go, oh shit, it's an earthquake. Yeah. And when I was back home, there were still loads of aftershocks, but everyone in Christchurch was so used to them and I wasn't. So I'd be suddenly, you know, I'd be having coffee with a friend and suddenly the whole cafe starts shaking. I'm like, fuck, fuck, yeah. fuck. And they just kind of <laughs> lift up their coffee cups, just like, just keep talking to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they put it back down and go about a three point eight. Maybe <laughs> you get to know. You get to know. Get to yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're, they're guessing a pit stop or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's a good two point eight. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, when I when I describe New Zealand to people, because it's one of the best places I've ever been. The the people, the the, the just I just fell in love instantly. Oh, great! We love it. Love it. Oh, it's such a beautiful place. And when I explain it to people, I'm like, well, it's like. It's like it's like the UK, but more dramatic. Like the landscape is because obviously it moves around a bit more, so there's a lot more going on. But yeah, it was. A, I just I just love the place, and I can't wait to go back. It's funny. New Zealanders love hosting, and I think that's mm. something to do with maybe how far away everyone appreciates it is for people to come. You know, like yeah. everyone always talks. About, oh, it's, it's so far away. It's you know, after that, it's maybe Antarctica you know, for yeah. longer trips. So people really love hosting. They love people coming over and having a great time. But the people themselves are very stoic, very tall poppy syndrome going on. Um, New right. Zealand actually has, for a long time, it had uh, the highest rate of youth suicide in the world. Oh, shit. Um, so, you know, it's it's beautiful. And, like, you know, there's this image of that New Zealand projects, which is clean, green, inclusive, beautiful, extreme, mm. thrill-seeking. But there are a lot of problems, and mental health is, like, really one of the forefront uh, problems of, yeah. of New Zealand. I remember talking, of, there was a lot of talk about domestic violence yep. when I was there and you're like, fuck, you know, because you don't know if you're not there, if you're not from there, you kind of go, oh, this is a beautiful place, everyone seems really chilled. Yeah. Like, oh no, the statistics for that alone are through the roof. And you're yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but look at the mountain, look at the mountain, look yeah, at the yeah. mountain. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's, it, it, that kind of blew my mind a little bit where you, don't, you just don't know what's going on under mm. the surface anyway absolutely mate absolutely you know? so for you so growing up in Christchurch um, and then and then you got your head around it you got used to it and people mm -hmm. were used to you yeah and then uh, and then you moved to the UK from there did move to the UK uh, moved over in 2010 mm. I was I had started doing comedy and it was going quite well in New Zealand or you know as much as it was going well for what I was doing at the time and yeah. then and he wanted to come over to the UK for a little bit. And I was like, oh, I feel like I'm doing well here. And then we came mm. over to the UK and I knew I was going to have to start again from zero. Yeah. And I remember trying to get five minutes anywhere, anywhere in comedy. And I remember I got booked in for about four open mics at this place called The Comedy Bin. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Well, I don't it's even a, know where that a, is. I don't think it exists anymore. <laughs> nah. if, if, don't call it The Comedy Bin. <laughs> I did one night at the comedy bin and I said, and I was, and I was desperate for five minutes anywhere. I said, cancel the other three, please. Yeah. Right. It was that yeah, bad. It was that bad. And so I was over here and um, I, was, I was feeling really low. Um, and in that December, we moved over in like July and that December I got uh, an email from some producers in New Zealand saying, you know, that big televised Christmas stand-up concert that we do every year in New Zealand that you've been wanting to be on for years. Do you want to be on it this year? And I was like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to flush the taste of the comedy bin out of my mouth over here in London, <laughs> trying to get five minutes anywhere. And that was a real low point. I, I'd i always known about mental health uh, and, and depression and mm. things being, but I don't think I'd ever experienced it because I never had any tragedy in my life, Rich. I never, no. I didn't have anything to overcome. I'd had, I'd had a great life. I had loving parents. I had a nice education. I had good friends, everything. I never had that. But that first two years, having moved over from New Zealand was was really, yeah. really tough. Uh, I was incredibly lonely. 
Um, you start questioning, what am I doing here? What have I thrown away? Um, and it's really tough. I remember, yeah. I think the second Edinburgh I did, the first Edinburgh I did, Annie text the show. So right. we were up there together for the whole Edinburgh. We just moved over. Nice. Um, but the second one, I went up by myself. And, I th- you know, I'd only met a couple of comedians at one point. And one day I was in the pub after my show or in one of the bars and Gary Trow came up to me and he's like, hello, mate. And I just looked at him and he's like, Jesus Christ, are you all right? <laughs> and I started talking and I suddenly realized I actually hadn't talked to anyone that wasn't an audience member or uh, someone in a shop or waiting staff for about five days. Like oh, my been, God. Just had not had a conversation yeah. with anyone for five days. Shit, um, man. And that was real loneliness, you know? Mm. It's mad how that that can happen. And you yeah. don't realize until, like you say, until you start talking to someone else. And you, oh, shit, yeah, I've not done this for a while. <laughs> and, and you're surrounded by people. Oh, that's the you're thing. You're at a festival. You're surrounded yeah, by people. Mate. You're surrounded by audiences. They're laughing. It's really weird to go, like, your only social interaction for the day would be an audience. And I just want to make them laugh. And they're laughing. And the show's going really well. It's great. Yeah. And then they leave. And you go and get changed. And then you go out and into this this incredibly crowded festival but very much on your own mate the amount of times i might have said this on here before the amount of times i've been stood in doorways with it pissing down with rain and you're in a city with everyone that you know but because everyone's on their own thing everyone's running around doing whatever they're doing yeah there are moments where you go fuck i feel so lonely i'm so on my i'm on my own yeah it's a really weird feeling you know, and then and then you and then you sort of like you gather yourself up again, and then you get into it, and you start you you know you you, you gig or you do something. But I remember being up there as a flyer in two thousand and five or six. I was flying for Just the Tonic, and that was, and I hadn't been in comedy very long. I'd only been in comedy a couple of years, and so nobody really knew who I was. And I had I'd only just started gigging as well. Yeah, and I remember being up there as a yeah. I just I was so alone, and my accommodation I was on my own. And just on my own. And the thing yeah. about being on your own is it's awful because we're social creatures. We, we, yeah, we crave social stimulation. We, yeah. we need it, actually. Um, and the, the other horrible thing about if you're feeling that way in Edinburgh is not only you're surrounded by people, you're surrounded by uh, other people's success. You're walking past yeah. posters with these reviews on them and just like, you know, these things are sold out. It's just so yeah. easy to compare yourself to everyone else up there that seems to be having a whale of a time. And as we all know, comparison is the thief of joy, you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely, the, man. The second you feel good. The second, if you're having a good day and you're feeling good about something, throw your phone out the fucking window because the second, <laughs> the second you jump online and have a look at any socials, I don't care if you've just shat gold, you'll look through your socials and just find someone that is doing something and just suddenly go, how did they get that? Or look at the, what, you know, and yeah, you start comparing it to your, yeah, what you've done. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why we do this. And we'll just feel like shit and your accomplishments or your achievements or whatever you felt like you just compare against this and suddenly it's not good enough, even though five minutes ago you were top of the world because of it. And you'll look at that and you're angry and make yourself feel shit about it. And then what do you do? You keep scrolling so you can have that sensation again. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it just fucking kills you. It really kills you. Um, <laughs> I mean, sometimes, like, uh, I, I do have to stop and go, fuck, no, you, it's okay. It's okay mm. because I look back at what I used to do in Christchurch and just, you know, if I could tell myself back then, by the way, mate, in a bit, you'll be you'll be living in London. You'll be a working comedian going around yeah. doing comedy clubs. You would have traveled to different countries in the world doing your job, you know, to perform, yeah. you know. Um, I would have gone, no way, no way. I know. I've got to. I've got shut. I've got to. I've got to go perform to four people at, at the Monday night because <laughs> you know there was no comedy in Christchurch. We had to. Me and my friends had to put on shows ourselves. Oh and, mate, well that's like, we, like yeah. Steve Hughes said that about Australia, living where he lived. Like and there weren't any bands doing the music that he loved, so he had to create his own and make his own band. Yeah, that's the same we, with you. You had to create your own. We had to do comedy ourselves, and the thing was, anyone funny in Christchurch would kind of get funny for a bit. Like Brendan Lovegrove did this, Penny Ashton did this, Jared Christmas I think did this. Um, uh, they would get funny in New Zealand, uh, sorry, in Christchurch. They'd put on a comedy night, which would survive for about four four to six months. And then they'd go to Auckland. But in Jared's yes. case, he went to the UK. And so, you know, comedy in Christchurch would build up until that driving force would would fly off. Yeah. And we did that. And, we, you know, we'd perform to, I think the, the lowest was about three or four people. 
And then one day, I remember it was a Monday night in a pub. And then one day there was like a tour bus coming through that had broken down or something. And so suddenly we had about 40 people in the pub. We did not know what the fuck to do with ourselves. <laughs> we were all like, this is it. This is the big time. This is not a drill. Calm down. Yeah. You stay calm. <laughs> Shut up. There's 40 fucking people out there. Don't fuck this up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that fucks you up. That. <laughs> so to come from there, if I could have told myself then, this is what I'm going to be doing now. And even now, today, you kind of... You, you know, you have these moments of like, what, what am I doing? Oh, yeah. shit. It's, it's awful. I, I haven't done that. When am I going to do this? You know? <laughs> well, I think that's the same with not necessarily just our industry, but with across the board. With social media comes up quite a bit on here because we do compare ourselves to what's going on on there. And we only put up the best bits of ourselves. Everyone oh, knows absolutely. that. You know, I, I, I remember tweeting about this to say none of us put up. We always put up. Whenever someone, one of us says, or, you know, we go, just want to say thanks to the venue last night. What an audience. Thanks yeah. to this person. That Thank you so much for having me. What a night. No one ever puts it up when they died on their ass. And go, I just like to sell that venue to go fuck itself. <laughs> Everyone that came, you're a bunch of pricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you made yeah. me feel like shit. Yeah. I, I'm glad you wasted money fucking coming to see me. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I'm glad I died in front of you. I don't want any sort of joy coming into your lives, you miserable pricks. <laughs> well, no one ever does that. It's always yeah. like, oh, yeah. big, big shout out to the bar staff and the. So and stay, the yeah. Hashtag stay humble. Yeah. <laughs> like, social media is like the burger on the picture at McDonald's, you know, on, on the menu. And th your yeah. real life is what you get served, you know? This is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That saggy, soggy bun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yes, but yeah, it is. It, it, even yesterday, was it yesterday? Day before? Might have been yesterday. When all the lists started coming out for Edinburgh and like top fifty shows to see, top twenty shows to see. Yes, I saw your post about that. Yeah, you, you Garrett. Yeah, no, no, that was it. And I just because I there was a there was a just a flash, just a moment, just a feeling in my stomach where I was like, oh. Oh, this again. I'm not on the yeah. list. Just for a fleeting second. And yeah. then I went, no, that you're, you're falling for it again. You're, you're getting sucked in. Don't yeah. get sucked in. And then I'm like, I'm not the only one that's feeling that way. So I was like, I'm going to say something. So that and my point is we all feel the same we, we're mm. only human listeners if you didn't if you didn't catch it rich did a lovely post yesterday when all the lists come out and it's all pr hype and he just said look just yeah, yeah, yeah. you just work on your show don't be don't be distracted by all this noise don't get discouraged and mate it lifted my spirits for the day so right. mission accomplished lovely that's what you way, have to remember yeah. that it's, it's all a pr fucking machine up there yeah. and yes it's this you know not no shade on these shows that got on there no of course not no 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 but the only thing you can do is just focus on yourself and keep your head down and and do your own work. But it is human, and yeah. you know, to 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 have that that jealousy, and let's call it is that, that jealousy of like fuck. Why? Are, how did I not get on that list? You yeah. Know? How did I not get that review? How did I not get that reward, um, that quote? How did I not get this this accolade or something? And it's funny that we get these things that. Um, that just that's niggle away at you, you know, yeah. when we're supposed to be these hardened comedians <laughs> that could do with anything in a club on a Friday, Saturday night. Yeah. And so like, there's a list without my name on it, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> suddenly we're, we're thrown into the fucking lines. Like, yeah. Oh, how am I supposed to come? <laughs> it's just such a mind fuck, man. Yeah, and that, that's the same in general, in life in general. This is, you know, like that old thing about keeping up with the Joneses, like, you know, looking over the garden fence and seeing that next door neighbor's got a better car than you and totally what, and all that sort of shit we are we you know that thing we're about just never happy we're never, never happy. happy you know there's that thing you know you should you know don't cover thy neighbor's ox yeah yeah and all that. it's like yeah i mean you know yeah, especially when i've got an ox it's a pretty good ox i've worked really hard on it yeah <laughs> but yeah. their one got their ox got on a list yeah that's it yeah their one's got a gold yoke he's got a, you know <laughs> check out those hooves yeah whoa manicure hello mate someone's doing well <laughs> and it's a constant balance because sometimes you can you can justify it to yourself sometimes going like, well you know well that just means i've got ambition i've got drive and i've got initiative mm. you know and i don't want to settle but at the same time you know Stop, stop and smell the roses. And that's something yeah. I've been trying to tell myself for the last, say, five years. Stop and smell the roses. Appreciate what you're doing. Um, I I had a pretty... I had a, a hard last couple of months. Um, my wife was away for most of the months on mm. business trips and stuff. Right. And I felt a little bit like I'd been quite stagnant in my work. Um, I, was, I was, you know, parenting on my own, which is always exhausting as well on top of that. Mm. Um, and I was just having a chat to my dad about like, oh... 
you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not feeling a hundred percent. And he was like, don't stop now. And he said something he'd never said. And he was like, you owe it to yourself for all the work you've put in up until now to just yeah, keep going and work through man. it. Yeah. You don't know it to, you don't know it to your wife. You don't know it to, you know, well, yeah, of course, sorry. Yeah. You could go down the cliff. Like, yeah. You owe it to your family, you owe it to your parents, you owe it mm. to society. But he never said, you know what? You owe it to yourself. Everything you've done up till now, every graft, every long drive in the car, every time you've got up for a gig, you're like, oh, I'm not sure about doing that. Every time you've grafted away trying to do a new joke or, you know, slogged yourself through a festival, all that you owe it to yourself. Yeah. For all yeah. that previous stuff you've done. Yeah. And that yeah, was yeah. probably the most uplifting thing I'd heard from my dad. And, Oh, 37, 39 years. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Everything you've done has got you to the point where you're at, where you're at now. Every fuck up, every, every mm. plan that you pulled off, every, everything is where he's got you where you're at now. And you have to take a moment, like you said, to kind of go, yeah, cool. All right. It's food in the cupboards. All right. Yeah. I can do with a bit more money, but you know, that all that comes and goes. And then kids, the kids are well. Wife's yep. good, marriage is fine. Yeah, it's it, it, but it's hard. It is hard because I'm I'm guilty of doing that. I will, you know, I'll be lying on my bed going, oh for fuck's sake, why haven't I got this? Why haven't I got that? Forget yep. failing to look around the fact that one, I've got a roof over my head. I'm surrounded by stuff. <laughs> I've got. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. doing all right. As I tossed and turned in my king size bed. <laughs> 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 it's yeah. the thing. It's the thing, mate. It's. Uh, do you know what's funny? Like. We talk about mental health and everything, and any time if there, you know, we always say if there's a mate, if there's someone you know that's struggling, you will be gushing with with forgiveness and understanding and kindness. You know, you'll be, you'll be like, mate, take the time you need. I'm here for if you want to talk anything. Take time off work, work on yourself. But the second it's about you, you are so hard on yourself. We are hard on ourselves. Oh God, yeah, yeah. You know, you you have all the time in the world for a mate. And the second you're like, do I need to work on myself? You got no time for that. You no know? time. No you're time. Like, no, I've got to. I've got to tough this through. I've got to work through it. <laughs> Feels selfish as well, almost. Doesn't it? Yeah. When you put yourself first, you kind of. I don't know. It just feels odd. It's like we're not used to it. No. No. We're not used to it. And you know, we've we've grown up in in a, in a generation previous where it was just shut up and carry on, and get on with it, get your head down, get to hard work. Yeah. 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 So you mentioned your dad. Yeah. Well, have you got a good relationship with your dad? I've got seems, a good relationship with my cool. dad. I've got yeah. a good relationship with my parents. Um, I, I think that my parents were very, very good parents. Very, yeah. very good parents. Um, they, but they went through totally different experiences to me. Like they grew up in Nicaragua, which is one of the poorest countries in the world. Mm. Uh, dad um, became a programmer, right? Um, so that's how he got. You know, so he he got a good qualification there. But before that, there was a an, an earthquake in uh in their city that that destroyed the city um you know they're just waking up in the middle of the night the house was like literally everything was down wow um you know dad's mum and dad spent the night like ferrying people to and from hospitals and just dodging bodies in the streets and everything mm. it was awful and then after that uh they had a civil war that they got out of oh my god so uh you know they they literally left uh nicaragua under gunfire there was a bit where they had to kind of cross from one zone the battle zone to the to the safe zone and like they'd kind of like they were in a group and like one would go like run now and one would run and and then my uh my mum at that point was like holding my my sister my older sister who was a baby at that time like pushing it go now and shit so they got out oh got to Costa Rica. so they've got a wildly different world perspective yeah. So, you know, when, when they're talking about, yeah, uh, you know, I was trying to get out of, uh, you know, they've been through the civil war, they're literally shot at and worried about mm. this and this earthquake that came around them. Those were their problems. And I would come home and go, I didn't make the improv team, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's just, we've got wildly different world perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so they're always very, um, I think they always brought me up with really good principles mm. and, you know, what I should be doing. This is what life's about. Here's our advice and everything. But day to day, like kind of ch a chummy relationship with your parents. I don't think I've really had a kind of chummy relationship with my parents. Like, um, yeah. And I think a big p contributing factor to that was my parents, their first language is Spanish. Right. And when I moved to the New Zealand, um, I grew up with English as my first language. And I think a lot of immigrant uh, children, you know, or children's so second generation immigrant, first generation immigrant, I always forget how it works out, but you know, people whose parents have moved over from a country, immigrated to a new country, and you can see the children, they, this English assimilates into the local accent and mm. dialect and, you know, colloquialisms and everything, and your parents stays very much different. So 
there was it wasn't until later life that I realized my parents and I can't speak to each other in our first languages. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I think a That's lot of stuff would have been lost in translation. Looking back, there were a lot of times because we would speak Spanish at home. You know, that's how I can yeah. I can still speak a little bit of Spanish, um, but I remember lots of times in retrospect where the, we'd ha be having arguments about something, and I'd just get so frustrated because I realised I didn't know how to articulate my feelings yeah. in Spanish nowhere near as eloquently or as, as as accurately as I could in English. Yeah, right. And they couldn't understand it the other way. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they could, but it always felt weird talking to my parents in English. Mm. It was just, just yeah. It, it, <laughs> I would always. It was really weird looking back. Um, so I would be, you know, trying to get a point across in Spanish, but I would try to be saying like, "This is how I say it in English," but I did have to come down to some like drop several reading levels to explain, <laughs> to explain it in Spanish. And just be like, "Me not feeling good now." <laughs> Whereas, you know, I, what I'd really want to be saying is like, "Okay, I hear you on that, but I think the nuance of what you're trying to say is not quite, you know." <laughs> yeah. And then I'm just going like, "No, you're wrong, me." <laughs> Right. And they go, what is wrong with him? Exactly. And they'd be like, fuck your problem, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just chunters away in English. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. But when it... <laughs> yeah. So with that, uh, with, you know, having missed out on that kind of chummy chumminess, I think as I grew older, and there was a, a bit where I specifically moved, you know, I, I've got a computer science degree. I went to university. I was a programmer for right. two years out of university. And then I quit to pursue this uh, ridiculous thing called performing. Mm. And I think, you know, my parents were, you know, were obviously very concerned and like worried. And, you know, we had I mean, plenty of arguments around the time mm. leading up to it. And then when it happened where, again, I didn't feel like I could c completely express my f full feelings. And that just kind of led to like us not, you know, having a bit of like just heads budding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talking through it. I think we both kind of eventually accepted it and everything. Mm. Um, but for a long time, uh, my parents were very academically driven. You know, they right, were kind yeah. of ones like, if you don't come home with an A, what's your problem? Yeah, you know? got it. They would always say, we go to work. Your work is school. So do good at your work. Bring an yeah. A home, you know, otherwise you're slacking off at work. Um, wow. So I remember wanting to tell them how good, you know, that, that this performing thing was a good good choice and everything but um things that were happening you know how you move through like you have your five minutes and then you have your first 10 minutes and then you have mm. you know you get asked to do this or you get asked to do that um when i would tell them i realized that they just didn't understand what that meant no of course not they didn't have any sort of like they were like is that a good thing is that yeah. did, did, did <laughs> you get a raise yeah yeah a, you know? <laughs> like what, what happened there and it got to the point where i actually just stopped inviting them to things and you know the first time you do an hour yeah it's a big, it's a big moment for any performer. The first time you do your solo hour, um, I didn't invite them to it. Did you know? I just went, I didn't invite them to it. No. Um, and and looking back, I just feel a bit icky about that because I think at the time I just would have been thinking, oh, it'd just be easier if I just don't invite them. But yeah. Looking back, it's a big, you know, it's a big time, and I didn't invite them. Oh mate, and, have they been since? Oh, they've been since. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just what it, what you do. Yeah, it was a big thing for you and. Yeah, but, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to embarrass yourself in front of them, I guess. And you, yeah, I think it's all manner well, of things at play. Totally, there's, there was a festival in New Zealand that I came back. You know, so I moved to the UK, came mm. back, and there's a festival in, in New Zealand called the World Buskers Festival that opened up to more comedy and stuff. Oh, anyway, yeah. they give two awards out every ceremony, every year. One's for the best international performer, one for the best local New Zealand performer, and uh, I won the best New Zealand performer. And I think brilliant. I invited them to that, and I think it was one of the first times that I could see them really click like oh you're you're quite good at this you can <laughs> and exactly you can see this 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 chicken there behind is. Me. It's, it's, an, it's an iron chicken it's made by a local artist and you oh know, that's what it is eyes. it's an iron chicken i thought and it was I, a giraffe i've got to be honest <laughs> from here yeah yeah it looks like and I, I, got, I got the trophy and i came down to my parents and my dad looked at the trophy and the first thing he said was it looks like the nando's chicken <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Cheers, Dad. <laughs> Cheers, bro. We had a we had to pop that balloon. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Thanks, mate. I um, yeah. it's funny with my parents. It's just, it's they still they they're, they're very supportive. Yeah. They don't understand it. My dad says he, they won't come and see me because they're worried about people heckling. Um. Really? He, yeah. That's what he sees. Because I think they should be worried for the people who are heckling you. Yeah. Yeah. Just come. Just come. Watch it. Watch me deal with it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but they. But they're still like having again. Not blowing my own trumpet. But having won awards for it. 
Yeah. From New Zealand, funnily enough. Yeah. And Oh, mate, they're just giving them away in New Zealand. Yeah, they don't give a shit, do they? <laughs> Evidently. I mean, yeah, yeah. we both got one. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I didn't get, I didn't get an award like that, but it was still nice to get. But the thing is, well, you know, you won awards and you've done this, you've done that. And my mum and dad still, they can't, they just, my mum's like, because it's not a proper job as they see it. And, and then my mum will still, every time the, the conversation of school comes up, bear in mind, I've not been to school since 1988. Mm-hmm. There, it's always like, oh, you know, if you'd applied yourself, think what you could have achieved. I'm like, I've travelled the world. I'm an award-winning comedian. I've yeah. got, I've got shit going on, and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done this if I worked in a bank. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, how, how does that yeah. make you feel, man? Like, because uh, I think we're in the same boat here. That maybe our parents don't quite. Get, <laughs> yeah. you know? They're supportive, but they don't get it. And I, yeah. and it, it just felt it makes me. It used to really upset me. Yeah. But now I'm sort of you. I go, ah, oh, do you know what? I'm never gonna. They're never gonna. It's more my mum than my dad. My dad's. My dad's pretty. And I'm not slagging either of them off. They're both mm, great. Of course. But they. But yeah, there's that. I remember. I've said this on here before. I remember there was a moment I was like, oh, I'm going to do barbering just to have something, because I, I quite fancy being a hairdresser, being a barber, and I'm going to. I'm going to train to do that. And mum was over the moon. Ah, oh, finally, proper job. <laughs> no, as well as mum, not just. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's I don't know. It's just it's just a different generation. It's a generation. I, thing, I get it? it, mate. I get it. And it's it's you know not to blow smoke up your ass, but it's, it's you know you, Rich Wilson, a critically acclaimed comedian, and you've got Thanks, you've got the respect of pretty much every comedian I know. You're doing this podcast, like oh, you said, you travel the world, you're award winning. But the person, you know, we all we all come down to it. The person whose approval we want the most is our parents. Yeah, yeah. Or those closest to us, you know, like yeah, you want them to partners, say. You, yeah. No, the day that they said, my mum did say to me, you know we're proud of you, right? Oh. And I nearly, oh. I nearly, yeah, oh, again, it was, like, it was like up all over again, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oof, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is funny, like, I, that's anything like that, and, and like, you know, we're talking before about, like, crying anything in movies, like, anything where parents will have a chat to their their kids and say like you know we didn't do this or didn't do that or just let them know we are proud of you just sit them down and look them in the eye and go we yeah. are proud of you yeah we appreciate what you've done that oh it just sets me off dude i say it to my yeah, lads must be telling yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i need some counseling i think there's some crying <laughs> i um but i say to my lads all the time and they're grown-ups now you know they yeah but i still like my my youngest is in a band my my eldest is a dancer and I still, whenever they put videos up, I'm like, I'm so proud to, to be your dad. Oh, good on you, mate. And it's things like that. And you'll be the same. Like when you're, when yours get older, you have that, you'll just, as long as you, I always, I did say to them when we were growing up, I said, we must always hug when we see each other and we must always tell each other we love each other. That must never change because it's so important. And we stuck to it, man. And do you think you've passed that down from um, your relationship with your parents? Like, do you think you, you make this point of like, we must hug and tell each other we love each other mm. because it's something that you didn't feel that you had with your parents? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't very touchy-feely. You know, they they provided, you know, we didn't want for anything. Yeah, yeah. We had, we had everything we needed, but they, but they weren't very tactile, you know, like, you're all right, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, you see all the emotional <laughs> now. It set you off. <laughs> it's good to see you, man. I, uh, it's just, yeah. They weren't very tactile. They did their best with, yeah. with what they had. Yeah. But, but I've, I maybe I've gone too far the other way, and I've been. I just, I just always. I mean, and they're big lads as well. They're both like yeah. six one, six two. Yeah. And I still, I still like come, come on. Come here, mate. give me a hug, you. Come on, you, you. They're too big yeah. to hug your dad. Come yeah, here. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they picked me up under my armpits. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh man, look, emotional man. I love that. It's beautiful. Oh mate, yeah. yeah I told you anything with, with you know these days, just like drop of a hat, just like yes, I know how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? It's funny. It's been a couple of times on here. Yeah, yeah. You just flick the lid off the emotions, and it's just just something yeah. little. Like I did, um, I did a show called The Immigrant Diaries mm. for Sajila um, Kersha, oh, yeah. and. Uh, she just asked me to do it. She was like, um, do you have a story about maybe being an immigrant or just anything? And I told a story, like uh, a bit more of a long-winded story about winning this this chicken and stuff. And on stage, I just started crying. I started wow. crying in the middle of the, pro- and I just, I wasn't expecting it. And just suddenly I got to a point in the story and I just started crying. My. Like, hardcore. And yeah. And um, <laughs> I was oh, like, I'm being very funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I'd rather be, like that the way you know to be that in touch 
with your emotions. Or, you know, you, you go, oh, I'll just, I'll just cry, drop off that. I'd rather be like that than how I used to be, just shut off and closed in and trying to be stoic and kind of, no, this is, I just, no, no one needs to see this. No one needs yeah. to see this. Now it's just, um, yeah, like I cried watching Liar Liar. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I've recently seen it, mate. Oh, yeah. right. I want to be oh. a better dad. <laughs> oh, I want to be a better dad, yeah. too. <laughs> it, it just, I just, and, but you know what? You do feel amazing after a really good, like, I've, I oh, remember. Lean into a good cry. Oh, lean into it. Oh, mate. my God. Jesus Christ. A good old oh. blub. Just yeah. sobbing. <laughs> oh. Just, oh. just emotional yes. flush. Yes. Yeah, get it out. It's like clearing your mental history. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, in the browser, you've got too many tabs open. That's a good cry. It just shuts them all down. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, everything's running a bit better now, a bit faster, <laughs> a bit crisper. Yeah. yeah. And you can feel it after the rain has come. It's like out when you go outside yeah. and you can, like after a storm, and it's just yeah. it's like, there's like this, there's an energy in there in the atmosphere. Oh, and there's a rainbow, Rich. There's a and rainbow. There's a rainbow. Oh, there's a rainbow. <laughs> and it's funny, like, I. Like, I, I remember growing up when I, I said I, I really never had any issues until I came to the UK and I was very lonely. Mm. And then after that, you know, I started making friends, I started getting better at comedy. And then from about, you know, there's a good period of about a uh, good four years. Well, I felt really good, really good. And then I remember one Edinburgh before I went up there, I just felt like I had all this expectation of so many things. And mm. I just, I had my first panic attack. I'd wow. never had it. I'd right. never had one before. I was like, oh shit, they're real. They're real. Mm. And it's interesting because, you know, of, uh, you know, pandemic aside, I think actually pandemic really exacerbated every, there were, you know, it was tough for everyone, but there were some times where it was just like, oh shit, I think I've got some fucking issues during the pandemic. And it was really interesting because I, I would always go, I've got nothing to, to bitch and moan about. Like I've yeah. got, like I said, I've never had tragedy in my life. I had loving parents. I had a very, you know, didn't uh, have anything awful happen to me in my childhood. I've got a wonderful relationship. I've got a great marriage. I've got a beautiful daughter. I'm living this, you know, this, this, this career that I've always wanted. Um, so what the fuck do you have to be bitching and moaning about? Why the fuck would you have problems when there's people out there that have been through real shit you don't deserve to have this. So shut the fuck up and get on with it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, man. I get it. And I think it, that, but... you know, that kind of bottles you up for a little bit more. Yeah. And then, but eventually that, that, that valve hits red and suddenly, you know, it's... Now it comes. It it's comes been, down. But you're right about that. You kind of, you, you like you say, you're like, oh, you've... Other people are worse off than you, so you should be feeling this way. You're like, well, yeah. just, how dare just, you? Yeah, you're, but you're just in a different place. You know, you, yeah. your experiences are different. You're a different place on the social ladder, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't have a. You shouldn't be affected by things. You know, and especially mm. in somewhere like the Edinburgh Festival, which is like we've already talked about. It's it's a it's a high pressure thing that. Well, you know, you like you can't help but be fucked up by it, you know. Yeah. You're because there is that feeling of, if you know, if people aren't coming to your shows or you or flyering, you're trying to get people to come to your shows, and that rejection every single minute of the day. When you give someone a flyer and they look at you like you've given them a handful of dog shit. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to get yeah. to you, of course. It's because your brain, your brain doesn't know what's happening. Your brain's yeah. just like, oh, why is this person turning me down? Well, they don't know the relationship that you've mm. got. All the brain knows is like a human being that you're interacting with has told you to fuck off. Yeah, yeah. And that's hard. Of course it's hard, man. Yeah. It really, it really, it really, you really have to be made of strong stuff to, to, do, to be in that environment for any length of time. Mm. I feel, you know, yeah. this whole industry is built on rejection. You know, the emails you send out and don't get a reply from the, the, the things you apply to get on and you don't get on them. And, and people, people go, yeah, but you know, you're not, at least you're not working in, you know, like you're not driving a van or you're not, you know, digging holes yeah. in the floor. Not, right. No disrespect to those. I've done those things, mm. but it's still rejection on a, on a, on a vast scale. And I find on top of that, there's this, in this day and age, there's uh, you can get overwhelmed because mm. when we got into the game years ago, I think the the, the, the model was, or the, the deal was, you go on stage, you be funny, 
And if you're funny enough, you'll go be funny in other places, and that's good. Mm. Whereas these days, on top of that, now it's you know it opens up. You got to be doing the fringe, and do you have a a YouTube channel? Are you streaming? Are you on these socials? Do you have a podcast? Should you be releasing these videos? How are you doing on TikTok? Right. You know, is there's just so many more things where you're like, oh fuck this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every sometimes I feel I don't know about you, but sometimes you wake up and I feel a bit paralyzed about like. I should be doing 900 things today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and also, because I've been, I've stupidly wasted all my time trying to just be funny over the last decade, <laughs> I am shit at technology and and <laughs> clips and, and, and doing yeah. a YouTube channel. I'm surprisingly shit at it because I'm learning how to do it now. Yes. And everyone's like, oh, you should be nailing that. And you see other people <laughs> nailing that. I'm like... They were probably doing that before they started, you know, before yeah, yeah, yeah. we realized it's a thing you should be doing. Or other people are very fast learners. Anyway, I'm just saying, on top of lots of rejection in this industry, there's also the now the added uh, social fuck, uh, psychosomatic fuck up of you should be everywhere. Yeah. You should be everywhere all the time. Yeah, everywhere all the time. And you just, and, and when you're not, you just feel like you just then what the fuck are you doing you failed you just you failed <laughs> look at that comedian they're everywhere <laughs> yeah. well you, you should be there that's what yeah. you should be doing they're, that, they're on the tv they're on your socials every app you open up there are faces on a truck they're driving by your house <laughs> you take a shit you look at the paper it kind of looks like their face like they're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just, what are you doing you're not promoting yourself at all yeah you're just being funny yeah <laughs> you idiot you fucking idiot out there you just be funny call yourself a comedian yeah you should be ashamed of yourself <laughs> yeah and then yeah, and then we slide out from under the duvet, <laughs> and we do our best. We do our yeah. best. But, I, yeah. but that, you know, again, that's perception. I look at you; you pop up on my socials a lot. So to me, you're like you're you're everywhere. You're popping up. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're every, you know, the TikTok and all sorts. So I'm like, oh, Javier's doing all right. He's everywhere. It's all you perception, know? isn't it, mate? Yeah. And then, but to you, you're like, oh, I don't do enough. I'm like, mate, yeah. I've seen, I've seen two different videos this week. It's just like <laughs> someone's doing something. <laughs> I get, I get it all the time. People say to me, like, mate, you don't, you don't post enough. I'm like, I posted. I've already done it. And then I look. I'm like, I've not posted for a week. Oh shit. Yeah. But uh, you're doing a podcast right now. Yeah. You know, like, you, you've, we've, got, we can't yeah. be. You know, we, we've got to be doing something. The, the point is, you're doing something. You're doing a podcast, exactly. which is doing incredibly well, and I'm very happy to be on it. Exactly, and yet I'm moaning. I'm not moaning. In my head, I'm like, yeah, but yeah, mum, uh, check out my podcast, yeah. please, please, love Mom. my podcast. <laughs> Look, no hands on the podcast, please, Mom. please, yeah. hug me, love me, and she'll go. But are you getting paid? Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, listen, this has been. I don't get it. Brilliant. Oh, I hang on. Oh, wait, shush. I've just, I've just shouted so loud that Siri's gone. I don't get it. What are you asking? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's just been great, mate. Um, and your show, what's your show about in Edinburgh? Oh, I'm really doing two shows. Uh, I'm yeah. going to be doing Card Ninja, which is the long-standing um, one-man variety show that I've been doing at Edinburgh and lots of festivals around the world where I throw playing cards as weapons and pretend to be a ninja. Um, nice. This is going to be the farewell season of that because yeah. it's, it's a physical show. You know, I started doing it 10 years ago and Fuck. my body has aged 10 years mate so, i bet you could so do press-ups you... on one finger now <laughs> <laughs> and break it immediately yeah. <laughs> uh so i'll be doing that at the gilded balloon and i'm also going to be doing with my partner in crime gary tro we're doing a uh, a sketch show about all the marvel movies it's called marvelous all the marvel movies nice. kind of so if you're a marvel fan you like those movies come along see some sketches about that that's on at 6 10 at just the tonic in the caves at edinburgh this year Oh, beautiful, man. I'll see you there. I'm in the, I'm at the caves this year. The, oh, yeah? Just up the road. Yeah, up the road it's called, yeah. Nice. I'm in there. So, you, yeah, we're going to be buddies, man. We'll catch you around, bro. Bloody right, you will, mate. It's going to be great. We're going to have a good oh. time and we'll look out. Every time other. we see each other, we must hug. We must tell each Every other we love each other. Every single time. <laughs> we're going to do it and we're going to video it and we're going to stick it on TikTok. Yeah. And we're gonna... yeah. <laughs> we'll do that, man. Honestly. Never going to get tired of it. We're going to do that. Javier, where can we find you on the socials? On the socials, uh, on Twitter uh, and YouTube, it's this Javier, um, just like Javier Bardem. Thank God he got famous; it made it so much easier for me to like Excellent. rather than spelling my name every time. Uh, <laughs> like Javier, Javier, yeah. Javier, Javier Jackman. Someone said, "Is that your stage name?" I was like, "You fucking high." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> on Instagram, you can find me at uh, Javier Hakeem Com Comedian. It's spelt Javier Jaquin Comedian. Javier Jaquin Comedian on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Excellent, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a joy. 
Thank you, Talk mate. I've had you, a great mate. time. That's ah, been lovely, mate. Listen, and keep crying. It's fucking good for you. I'm going for a cry right now. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Nice one, buddy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Made by DarkHorseDigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production. <laughs>